Hey, y'all. This whole thing started as a group of friends playing Dungeons & Dragons, saying, hey, let's record. Maybe other people will enjoy sitting at the table with us. The fact that you're here listening to us play D&D will never fail to be wild to me. If you like what you hear and you want to peek behind the door, I invite you to join our Patreon. By contributing to the Patreon, you can gain access to exclusive, handcrafted content, while also helping us pay for things like podcast hosting and logo designs. It's tough out here. On top of that, each subsequent tier allows access to the previous tier's rewards. The $2 tier grants you the title of Honorary Son, while giving you access to the patron-only Discord channel and a bonus entry into our giveaways. The $5 tier knights you as a hero of the Ten Towns, giving you early access to our episodes and access to our patron-exclusive one-shots. The $10 tier elects you to Ted Johnson's cabinet, which opens the cover to Fang's detailed note-taking journal and lets you know of future Suns projects currently in the works. Thanks for everything you do, Patreon aside. Without you, we wouldn't be here. The link to the Patreon is in the link tree in our Twitter bio. We hope to see you out there. Thanks for listening, and stay frosty. Welcome back to Severed Sons, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't noticed already, there's a different voice speaking to you tonight. Yeah, is. This is Ross. I typically play Fang in our Frost Maiden campaign, but tonight, for this severed side quest, I will be your DM. Let's go! And the exciting thing is that this is my first time being a DM. And You're gonna uh, rock it! If you could see me, um, I'm shaking <laughs> a little bit, I'm a little nervous, I'm sweaty. So, you know, other, other first-timers listening in, you're not alone. Uh, this is, this is going to be pretty raw. Uh, I'm going to try to give my, my opinions about it at the end and what I, how it went and whether it was how I expected or not. So let me wet my whistle. Let's do it. I'm sweaty too. That is me. You'll be able to join the DM roundtable after this. Hey, I'm excited about that. All right. So, uh, I am going to, I'm going to jump right into some exposition and then I will give you guys uh, a moment to to tell everybody who you're playing tonight. And without further ado, folks listening, this is A Night of Masks and Monsters by Ashley Warren. You all stand, bloodied and weak, after the insurrection. As thanks for standing with the city guard and successfully descending their city's ancient courthouse and most historic landmark from the usurpers, noblewoman Aok shakes your hands with genuine gratitude. She graciously says that you're welcome back anytime. She rewards you with a small chest containing three stones and organizes an all-expenses-paid vacation to the Void of Embrez starting tomorrow. Specifically, you're going to stay in the luxury city of Ibridow. Yes! You were told of bottomless wine, blue lagoon swimming, and pampering for your heroic <laughs> deeds. Congratulations. Excited about the trip, Lotiri, Willoughby, Karasu, is that how we say yeah. it? And Karasu and Davlin, you all settled into your complimentary beds at the inn before your day of travel. Uh, Karasu, during your watch that night, you felt a sudden breeze through the open window. When you looked, a wax-sealed scroll lay on the sill. You approached, and looking out the window, spotted a large-winged creature already miles away in the distance. 
Upon opening the scroll, it says, Adventurers, I have received word of your impending travels to Ibrido. As a thank you for your service to the realms, you are hereby invited to attend a masquerade ball at the Castel de Mascara during your stay in Ibrido. Partake in decadent food, wine, and entertainment. Please dress in your finest attire. Decorative masks will be provided to you upon your arrival. Present this invitation at the door to be admitted entry. I look forward to meeting you in person. Prospero, Marquis de Mascara. Mascara, we'll say. That's how we say it tonight. Mascara. Mascara. We pick up this severed side quest as the four of you sit comfortably in a padded gondola. It's evening, and the gondolier has not said a word to you. You suspect his tongue has been cut out. As you dock at the square of the beautifully colored and vibrant city of Ibrido. Ron, will you begin and please tell everyone who you're playing this evening? I will be playing Willoughby Headknocker. Willoughby, the will, if you, that's for <laughs> short. If you, and I do insist that you call me the will. That is my stage yeah. name. I'm a gladiator. Uh. <laughs> I'm a halfling barbarian. And I am the the path of wild magic. And so weird things happen to me when I rage. But I basically I'm the I like to get into fights, but they're like staged fights. So you see me doing hand signal like I'll meet somebody and we'll get to a fight at a bar, but we're both entertainers and we like entertaining for the crowd. And I play the villain a lot. And <laughs> okay. so I'm the, the I'm the heel. I'm yeah. the heel. So there you go. I like to like do it upright and just like be mean and have the crowd hate me. And I I fight with axes. I have a battle axe and a great axe, bunch of javelins. And I'm just out to have some fun and I like the ladies. Okay, the will. I like it. Thank you. How about Paul? What do you got for us? Hey everybody, I am playing Davlin Rustic Male Rock Gnome Druid Circle of the Shepherd. He is 471 years old. Uh, gnomes live to be 500, so he's getting up there. He is oh completely blind from the age of six, so he's gotten used to it. Um, a, a sorcerer burned down his house, and uh, he suffered some injuries in that. That may have been magical, may not have been. The town was kind of uh, in a frenzy when it happened. So he has very little details, but he spent a lot of time hunting down this sorcerer. And all he knows is the initials R.S. And since then, he's spent a lot of time becoming one with nature and teaching young aspiring druids the way. He has a, a thin, tight black blindfold on just to give himself some peace of mind and to remind himself that he doesn't need to see to uh, protect himself and those around him. And he reminds others to listen to the wind. Very Mr. Miyagi. I love that. Josh. Yo, so this time I am playing as Lotiri. Um, she is a female Kalistar blood hunter. Uh, but she took, the, she took the oath of the Hexblade when she turned level three. But um, <laughs> so Lotiri is... Uh, she now has she used to be uh, an archaeologist and in her adventure she discovered this sword and armor set deep in some long lost uh, tomb 
uh, where the spirit of the Raven Queen appeared to her and basically gave her these abilities to become a blood hunter, where she very quickly dropped her archaeology interests and joined the cause to rid monsters and protect the innocent and all of that. Uh, she currently has very icy blue eyes. Uh, they're like cat eyes. They're blue and they have like a black, like where our whites are, they're black. Her skin looks, uh, what once was pale, normal Kalistar skin is now kind of frostbitten and like a very light blue. She wears a high pony. Her hair used to be black, and um, but when she transformed, it became silver and white. She's missing her left hand. She had to give that up to um, be given the sword and the armor. Uh, she wears black, chrome, and blue scale mail. Um, her... So for her blood ability, when she puts her blood into her weapon, it gives her an ice uh, type damage. So that's kind of her thing is ice and blue and that all that stuff. So she's a Kalistar, which is a they're a very kind race. They always appear to be at peace and in control of the their emotions. And that is because if their emotions ever get the better of them, it's very possible that they could kind of descent into insanity because as a race they're like uh two souls kind of mashed together in one so they're always on the brink of basically a psychotic breakdown but uh that's low wow. that's cool i, I didn't that's know nice. that about the yeah wow it's neat cool. all right zach all right what do you got for so us? i i am playing karasu he is a kenku sorcerer shadow sorcerer and so his thing is, in his family, there is a curse. There was a curse placed on them in which someone from each family was to be possessed by this spirit called the Shade. And so once he became possessed by the Shade, he was kind of made a pariah from his, his clan and sent off on his own. And so he does not speak at all. Doesn't say a single word. But... The Shade is like a wise-cracking, uh, smart-mouthed spirit who will make himself known. He like comes out of his body. Basically, the Shade, because Karasu keeps healthy and keeps him alive and, and gives him a vessel, the Shade gives him powers that come in the form of shadows. So, Wow. That's really exciting. I have questions, but I'm not going to ask because <laughs> your backstory, I, you know, you might want to reveal that as you see fit or use it later, but that's... I'm... So intrigued by that backstory. Well done. Yeah, man. As you are traveling through via gondola, you notice that the city of Ibrido is connected by a series of canals uh, and bridges, and it's a beautiful, beautiful city. There's, I mean, jewel tones everywhere. The, the, sh the buildings are all different shapes. The water is this beautiful, deep blue. And as you get to the square, uh, it's no different. The city's... Uh, this, let me just read this. That'll be much easier, much nicer than what I say. <laughs> so you are taken to a lovely city square paved with cobblestone. The perimeter is lined with buildings painted in jewel tones. Each building varies in structure. Some have arched windows and doorways. Others have rectangular windows filled with stained glass. But the effect is altogether very pleasing. In the evening, the street lamps are lit, casting a warm glow over the city. You arrive at sunset, and the gondola docks and you are able to get out. What you see is this. Nice. That's so fancy. you come to a city square. In the middle of the square is what looks to be, it's kind of like a wagon uh, with 
with straw thrown about it and uh, a plaque, some flowers, feathers. It looks almost like maybe a, a memorial of sorts. There's a, a woman standing there. There is um, a clock tower to the west um, with various um, phases of the moon on it. There is a bridge to the east that takes you to a beautiful big opulent castle uh, manor it's not kind of it, it kind of like blurs the lines of architecture you know like some depending on where you're from you might call it uh, a mansion a manor a castle uh, it, it's a it is a force to be reckoned with it's beautiful um, and that yeah that's it uh, there are some people mingling around the square um, a lot of them just talking casually, jovial, admiring the castle. Everybody's dressed very fine, and there's a line across the bridge of people trying to get into the castle, waiting to get in, and there's just a a massive of people over there, but the square is yours. What do you do? Um, I've got on my finest black cape, and I do a flourish to make it fly out behind me in the breeze, and I jump off the boat and onto the dock and say... To the party! Let's go! Come on! Then I start stomping into the square. Uh, I imagine Lotiri has a very kind of uh, raven-esque long cloak um, that kind of, you know, resembles raven's feathers and stuff. And she kind of takes in her environment and says, uh, it's not often that I'm invited to indulge in such classy festivities. Usually people pay me and I'm sent on my way. Let's have some fun. She'll follow the will. will. Davlin, hearing that, will say, uh, will chuckle to himself uh, and saying sort of to the ether, I I must admit that I I feel a little out of my element in preparation for this. Um, And he'll turn to where he imagines uh, Kurasu is and say, will you walk on pace with me just to to help me on my way? Kurasu just gives a, a little nod, and then the shade comes out and says, uh, What, you don't have anything cool you're going to say before you leave the gondola like everyone else? To which he's just going to look at him and give him a sharp glance. All right, all right, I'm, I'm going away, I'm going away. <laughs> uh, Davlin's going to chuckle and say, Why would I have something to say when the wind is having such wonderful conversation? Walk with me. And he'll proceed Karasu, with uh, his with his staff in front of him, feeling as he needs to. The shades gonna come back up and say, "Well, that that was kind of cool. I'll I'll give him that." <laughs> thank you, thank you. A few people in the square have have taken notice of you all. Uh, they they started to notice immediately when uh, Willoughby flourished out of the gondola. Oh, I've been flexing then- the entire time. <laughs> As he shows off, some are, are pointing. Some of the women are giggling. Uh, they're enjoying watching the, the halfling flex. Um, I'm, and then I'm gets, buff. I have a 16 strength. I am buff. I believe it. And so do they. They, they are very, they're very impressed. It's, it's clearly entertaining. And the party only gets more interesting as a blind uh, gentleman gets out of the boat by a shade hand <laughs> of sorts. And uh, the... The buzz, you know, gets more exciting as um, as you all enter the square. Um, what? Y'all so, never seen a, a, a bird person possessed by a living shadow? Come on. <laughs> and they they turn their head, realizing they've 
they've stared too long. Paint a picture. Um. Uh, you notice a woman standing at the memorial. Um, long black hair. Uh, she wears a mask on the top of her head. Um, and she she seems to be um maybe praying, perhaps mourning. Um, but every nobody else seems to feel that way, and everybody is uh excited for the party. You head towards the castle. I'll, I'll follow where, where I imagine my party members have gone with Karasu okay. by my side. Um, I just head straight into... I'm kind of observing the crowd, especially if they're looking at me. I'm trying to see if anybody's recognizing me, which there is a chance. I did take Gladiator uh, background, so there's uh, a chance that right. people might recognize me. Let's see. You know what? A few do, and you hear from across the way, uh, some some guy raises his hand. He says, "Is that the will?" He's like, "Oh!" And he flexes with you. He's like, "Yeah!" I, and you hear him. You see him turn to his his partner, and he says, "I knew it was him. I, I said that was the will. It's the will." Really excited about it. And I point at him, and I just keep walking, just kind of like, <clears throat> "Yeah, going to character." Um, as you uh, you enter the the square, you you kind of make a wide turn toward toward the castle uh, with the flourish of you, of the will's cape, uh, and the woman at the memorial, um, she catches Lotiri's uh, attention and she says, I, ex- "Excuse me, excuse me, uh, are are you going to the party?" Uh, yes, we were given an invitation. Oh dear, I. I'm so sorry to, to bother you. I just I just want to warn you that this uh, there's been some some happenings around here that you should be aware of. Uh, if you if you haven't noticed this uh, this memorial here uh, happened last week. A gentleman was found. Uh, a gentleman. I I say a gentleman is more of a a bird person of, of sorts, but he was found here in the square. Can you believe that? With bird person, uh, Shade's gonna catch that and say, hey, 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 they're talking about bird people. Well, this can only be more interesting than I imagined. And she goes on, uh, do you say that so she can hear yeah, you? Yeah, or is I, that, uh, he he does uh, not, the Shade does not, uh, is not subtle. <laughs> then uh with that she she turns and she note did, uh I mean does she see Karasu? Can she see that he's clearly a, a kangaroo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I mean he's got but his hood then, up, but it's pretty obvious that he's got the beak poking out. Then she she looks over and she says, Oh my dear, I'm so sorry. Everyone around here is wearing masks. I'm afraid I didn't realize that you were actually a bird person. I did not mean to offend. No, he he's not offended by anything. Just try to get a rise mm. out of him. Say something, say something. As this shadowy head just kind of hovers right next to him. She kind of gives an odd look because she it's just only now that she's realized that the the words aren't coming from the Kenku. And she's kind of unnerved and isn't sure how to continue with that. So she's just going to continue. She says, she says, "Uh, the gentleman we found here, uh, he, um, we we believe he was murdered because the wings he the, the 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 large blue feathered wings he had they were half torn from his back, his bones were broken as if he'd fallen from a, a great distance, 
and nothing has ever occurred here in Ibrido, and I just, I'm, I'm, I'm warning foreigners as they come to the castle, just, just be wary who you speak to. Would you do that for me? Of course, and don't mind the shadow, we can't do anything about it either, so... And she gives a little chuckle, and she says, I truly did not mean to offend, and she puts her hands up. Uh, and as she does, uh, everybody make a perception check. I'm going to make mine a disadvantage, because I'm sort of, like, trying to get them to come along. Like, come on, we got a party to go to. Okay. I'm not really paying attention. This is a perception check based on sight, Kaplan. Okay. okay, so that that's a disadvantage, yeah? Yes. I think so. Karis, <laughs> you got a four, but it's probably because he's trying to shush... Get get the shade to go back into the cloak. Mm-hmm. Let's hear got Davlin an got, eighteen. Davlin got an eleven. Hey, the will got a ten. Okay, Lotiri, as she as she raises her hands to apologize, uh, her her sleeves kind of fall uh, down, and you you see on both of her wrists, like hand wrists, she has an eye uh, eyes on either of her hands tattooed. Um, she doesn't make a show of it. It's just kind of like a natural gesture. Beautiful uh, tattoos. Oh, these. And <laughs> she looks at her, her hands and she says, as a matter of fact, I got these at this very party. Uh, there's a tattooist inside. Uh, she, she does wonderful work. And my mother always told me that eyes were wards against evil. And she puts them up in front of her face, uh, in front of her own eyes as she does that. And, um, and looks at him again, and she says, "So, I just, they're just a blessing to me. I, I feel that I'm a little safer with them." Oh, that's a great uh, gimmick. I like that. If you see the tattooist inside, be sure to get uh, something for your to remember this party by. It's people come from all around every year. It's it's quite an Ooh, affair. Terrace, you get something on your lower back. And she turns back to the memorial, and she says, "Just be careful, whatever you do." But enjoy yourselves. And Can I make an inside can. check? Uh, yes, absolutely. Because everybody else gets to make inside checks against my NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you make them so well, that's a five. Well, that's a five. <laughs> a five? Yeah. Uh, she's, I mean, she seems genuine. She, uh, she seems concerned that, uh, that this has happened, that this memorial is even necessary, and she... You know, gen- her waves and her her warmth seems pretty genuine as she waves you off across the bridge. May your eyes keep you safe. Do not worry if we see any murderers out there. I'll just give them the old elbow and I'll take care of them. Oh, I have no doubt that you will. Oh, I believe I made a pun, didn't I? Your name is Will, isn't it? I recognized you. You're the Will. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, flex, flex some more. Do you like that? Push my fists together. You got to watch out for Karasu because he's a uh, because he's one crow. He's an attempted murder. You get it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yes, a I, bunch I of crows is called a murder. He's yeah. Very okay. good, Karasu. Yes. Yes. In poor taste, someone has been murdered. But very good. Very good. Thank you. I have no tact. <laughs> and she she actively goes back to the memorial this time she's done I'm sorry that was in poor taste I apologize <laughs> and uh, what do you what do you do from here like I said earlier we've got a party to go to let's go 
Yeah, Lotiri is kind of on the lookout for where she might get her mask. She assumes it's probably at the 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 front of the party, but she's very excited about um, a masquerade mask. As you look around, uh, you see not many not many people in the square have masks. Uh, some have uh, there, there's one or two that uh, that are pretty plain. Kara is wearing a gold dragon atop her head, um, but. As she's in mourning, she it's in poor taste to be wearing it out here in the square. Uh, but as you look across the bridge, there are far m- more uh, people over there with masks already on, and they're, they're bustling around. So uh, as you head across the bridge, um, and you are you kind of get stopped maybe three quarters of the way across um, due to the the crowd. There is. Uh, a figure at the front, uh, at the at the front of the the bria, right right in front of the door, and they wave you this direction. And she says, uh, "This way, this way, please." Davlin will clock that and uh, turn his head in that direction and say, "Aha! I could lead us if you want me to," and start walking in that direction. This should be interesting. So, uh, as you get to the front, you kind of push your way through the people. Uh, Pardon me. Get through. Coming through. Coming through. <laughs> there is a tall woman in a very detailed, very realistic-looking black cat mask. She waves you to the front, and she says, Good evening. Welcome to the Castel de Mascara. As you see here, and she presents to a, a table uh, that she's standing next to, she says, we have complimentary masks in various shapes, various sizes, and various uh, various characteristics that uh, you may choose to enter the party. The only thing that we ask is once you enter the party, you do not take the mask off for fear of the plague striking Ibrido again. And she she speaks very dryly about that. That's it's a script that she has prepared. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'm going to say, say what? Yeah. <laughs> and she, uh, uh, if, if, you, if you say that, she says, uh, rest assured, it has been taken care of. It was many years ago. Exactly. But- How many years ago? At least 50. That's good. Rest assured that we have taken care of it, but the Marquis is paranoid, to say the least, and he he lost many family members in the plague, and it would be a horror for it to happen again. At that, Davlin will say, rest assured we understand the importance of protecting oneself. Oneself? Rest assured... <laughs> Rest assured, <laughs> Davlin's just gonna nod. <laughs> He's just over there, just rest. Mm, mm, rest. Re- rest no, let me try this again. No, hang on. He's gonna say, uh, the- "Rest assured, we understand the importance of wearing a mask, and we will do so at your behest." <laughs> do you have anything that 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 goes over the nose and mouth because they're both connected, and and if you expose one of them, it it renders the mask useless. Well, as you can see, we have a variety of pre-approved masks here to choose from. And as she gestures, uh, everybody make a perception check. Okay. Oh, natural 20. <laughs> 25. Ooh. I've got a... 14. Is this based on sight? Four. Uh, it is based on sight, yes. Alrighty. That is a seven. But, you know, Ooh. seven, go ahead and make uh, a perception check based on 
smell. Okay. He's got a keen one, unlike the player controlling him. <laughs> That's a 19, a baby. 19? <laughs> Folks at home, I'm letting Paul roll uh, perception checks with uh, for smell and hearing at advantage because his other sights, his other senses have been heightened due to his lack of of sight. Anyway, with with that, she has she's not very coy about it. As she gestures, uh, it's a large paw uh, that gestures to the table, and uh, Davlin, you detect a hint of dander. Uh, you're speaking with a tabaxi. Ah, and um, she points to a table that has nine masks on it. Um, there is a fox, a wolf, a deer, a lynx, a hare, a bear, a boar, an owl, and a squirrel. I really wanted it to keep rhyming. <laughs> I know. I, I didn't mean that for that sure. to happen. It's just the way I wrote it and down. A mare. With a mare. <laughs> that stare. Um, so she says, she says, you may have your choice. Uh, Davlin's going to lean to Karasu and say, uh, my friend, would you be so kind as to grab a bear for me, should they have one? And Karasu just gives a nod, which he does, despite knowing that you can't see it. Yes. But it's just out of politeness. <laughs> it's more like a bow, and a shadowy hand comes out and grabs the bear mask, and the, it, it fastens it on Davlin's ah. face. Mm, thank you. It fits uh, very well. Very well? It fits very well. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I shouldn't be making those jokes tonight. I need to be responsible. In the end. Hey, it's all right. You, I made tons That's of what jokes. a responsible DM does, baby. Latiri uh, <laughs> immediately grabs an owl mask and just kind of winks at the tabaxi and just says, feathers. <laughs> she chuckles and she says, yes, of course. So some... Some shadowy hands are going to come out and grab the uh, the hair mask and try and put it on, and it's going to like sit on the beak on the edge of Karasu's beak and not <laughs> get on there at all and say, ah, maybe maybe we should try the fox. <laughs> the the tabaxi she says, I really didn't plan for the beak for the whole mask <laughs> thing. Uh, she says if. We we can make alterations to make it a half mask. It just needs to go over the, your nostrils here. And she she gestures to the potential slits on your beak. She's kind of referring to her own face. So I guess she's not really familiar with a kanku. So he's going to take the so so you know Karas is not doing anything. The shade is going to take the the hair mask and just his shadowy hand is going to form into like a like a claw and just puncture a hole. And just force it down the beak. <laughs> there we go. Makes a terrible sound the whole the whole way. <laughs> As it scrapes across your face, uh, the tabaxi's like, "Oh, care, caref- careful, careful!" Uh, Karasu, stop scaring the normals. <laughs> Karasu just looks at you. He's, he's like, "I'm not doing anything." So you went with the fox, was that right, Karasu? No, he's he he ended up going with the. Uh, the hair who just poked gotcha. a hole in it. Cool. <laughs> That's um, real funny. <laughs> the will takes out this wrestling uh, oh, uh, mask and says, um, this lucha mask and says, when I was a kid, I wore this mask, the train to become as strong and as big as I, as I became and became the will. He flexes. Can I wear this mask instead? 
And she, as you put it up in her face, she kind of recoils and she says, I'm, I'm afraid, uh, that these masks have been effectively sterilized. And seeing as how there's no way to prove the last time you washed that thing. Oh, it is kind of stinky. Yeah. Um, we, mm. we would much prefer that you picked from our, well, I'll take the boar one then. And she hands you the boar, uh, careful not to touch your hands. <laughs> um, and she says, everyone's satisfied? Yes, Bye. thank you very much for your hospitality. Uh, she says, and your invitation? She holds out her paw. Oh, I have that. And a shadowy hand just kind of fumbles around inside the cloak. Oh, hang on. Oh, uh, nope, that's a receipt. And uh, here it is. She's unamused. She snags it, <laughs> unscrolls it, reads it, and makes sure it's the right handwriting. Um, scrolls it back up, and she steps aside, and she says, If you need me, my name is Sewing Needle. But if not, enjoy the festivities. And she'll give a knock, knock, knock on the door. And it opens to reveal a large banquet hall. Ooh. So you enter into this lavish, opulent hall, uh, at least a hundred feet in either direction, and it's just packed with people. Um, people wearing masks and, you know, the, the, the warmth of the room just smacks you in the face. The, the, the frivolity and the, the drunkenness and the, the, the music and, and the dancing is all just very, very overwhelming at first. Uh, you notice, uh, as you walk in, you step onto a giant, very ornate circular rug that seems to welcome you, and spaced out uh, in uh, equidistant from that rug are four uh, different. This, this rug is in the center, and then there's two on each side. And each of these uh, smaller but still quite large rugs acts as sort of a stage. Um, and in this room, you see uh, to the far east wall, you see a gnome bard um, wearing a face. Ma uh, I'm sorry, wearing a mask adorned with finch feathers. He's enthusiastically playing the fiddle. Immediately to your left, uh, you'll see a drow fortune teller donning a scorpion mask. She sits behind a low velvet-colored velvet table, uh, but she does sit on, on the rug itself. To your immediate right is a snake charmer, an elven man wearing a serpent mask. And to the far right are three women uh, wearing their belly dancers, and they're each wearing owl masks. Three... Uh, very obviously tiefling women uh, they uh, each of them is a different color um, we'll say red green or other green tieflings red purple and white um, and they're all they all have owl masks on but the party is bumping I mean like the fiddle is is playing a jovial tune and everybody is just enjoying themselves the back of the room as you look further back uh, past the guests there are two large tables uh, stretched out with so much food I mean there's cakes and pastries and there's big things of wine with goblets that you can scoop into like a punch bowl and there's a roast suckling pig and the smell is just decadent and you have arrived at the party 
Well, upon hearing that fiddle, uh, Davlin is going to crack uh, a, a big old smile, maybe the biggest the party members have seen so far, and just wordlessly start old man dancing, <laughs> leaning on his staff for support. There's there's a lot of hip and shoulder and not much in between, but he is living for it. The Shade's hands are going to come out and dance with you. Like, hey, oh we well. go. I knew no, you, you had class the dancing, whole time. I'm dancing better than you. I you felt it. Oh, I will. Well, you can have a contest if you want. Uh, the fortune teller to your left, she she laughs and she she kind of claps along and she says, "Oh, I hope to be that young at your age." And she's just loving <laughs> what you're what you're giving her. I, feel like I believe like a, you will a backhanded compliment, but you know, I will choose to see the positive. That's what I like about you. Are you hungry? Let's get food. Yes, I I'm would love hungry, some. But I think he is. I don't know if you can eat, and I wasn't sure if I was allowed to ask. <laughs> <laughs> you're very, you're very. We funny. don't have to linger on that. We can move. Hey, on. Let's move on. <laughs> As you make your way through the party, you are, uh, you're, you know, you're being bumped by guests here and there. It's. Nothing personal. They're, everybody's pretty anonymous, so like in, inhibitions are pretty low. Um, there's a, a staircase leading down uh, on the far west side of the room. You see some some masked some some of the the finer dressed uh, servants that that they're all dressed the same. They all have the, the same mask. They they seem to come up and down that staircase. So uh, you think maybe it's the kitchens. Um, but you head back to the back tables, and the the food is just, I mean, it, it's just kind of a free-for-all. It's a buffet. Uh, you have to dig under food to get to different kinds of food. It's it's indulgent. I feel I, like... Uh, go for it. Go for plate. it, Will. I, laid, I load up my plate and just start, like, digging in. just like, starving. Healthy boy has got to stay fed, you know? Mm. So good. I feel like if if we've been traveling together for a bit, Davlin would have sort of read Karasu's situation and see that he's a, a troubled youth. So they might have have an agreement, uh, a, sort of a, a mentor agreement that they've discussed. I don't I don't know if you're comfortable with that. Basically, what I'm yeah, going to say is Davlin, Davlin's not going to ask Karasu to fix him a plate and grab him some wine, but it like it wouldn't be the first time. That he that that might have happened, you know. Oh yeah, I feel like I feel like this is yeah, this is kind of like an established relationship. Like you kind of lean on Karasu for for vision oriented things. Yeah, and, you know, uh, Karasu and up, you can uh, like kind of does st- some stuff for you. And I provide wisdom where I can, and just good hip moves. <laughs> uh, Lotir is gonna go to the opposite buffet line uh, just to avoid the very slow line that always exists of Karasu trying to probably figure out what Devlin wants and the shadow being like hey get him that shit that he hates or whatever (laughs) Uh, so Latiri is just gonna grab her food by herself and uh, she she's internally uh, very excited about all of um, usually when she finishes a job or whatever um, people just kind of 
are like, great, here's your money, and go. Uh, she doesn't usually get to indulge in the, the fun part of it, so she's really just kind of taking it all in, but she hides how she's taking it in. Um, as you're all digging into the buffet, um, a, a short figure, per, perhaps a halfling, maybe a gnome, uh, wearing a donkey mask, uh, a really crudely made, uh, but still a, an effective mask, uh, just like kind of the art style is, is almost like arts and crafts, uh, and starts piling big turkey legs onto his plate. The shade is going to go over to uh, Devlin and whisper, hey, there's there's some ass stuff in their face. It's They have a they have a donkey mask. It's, oh, it's not up. Uh, yeah, ah. that, that, that would have landed better if you could see it. If, if I could have seen, well, yes, I, I, I thought you were being crass ah. about the situation. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> Thank you. And as the half, as the the shorty uh, is piling their plate, they kind of like elbow uh, Willoughby pretty hard. Hey! Uh, and they say, <laughs> it's pretty good, isn't it? It's good food here. I love this every it's, year. It's it's every year, yeah. Well, how? So tell me, um, tell me about this plague that was 50 years ago. You look old enough to maybe been around for that. You know, I, I was just a kid when that happened, and it... I don't remember too much about it. I, I lost my grandma, I lost my grandpa, but... I'm so uh, sorry, I'm so sorry. But, yeah. It is what it is. I didn't really know him that well, but uh, but yeah, it was it, honestly. It just all came down to poor plague management. The you know the 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 king just just wasn't wasn't dealing with it right, and the other kingdoms they seemed to figure it out, but we didn't. So you know we lost a lot of people, but but we got through it. You know we we got through it, and and the next king was even way better. Yeah, so. I hear I hear that some kings paid their servants to stay inside. Uh, you know, I, I I heard I heard that too. Uh, but you know, speaking of people staying inside, I I ain't never seen uh, this. You're, you met Prospero yet, the Marquis? I don't uh, believe no. we have. No, is this is the only time of year I ever see him. I ain't never seen this. I ain't never seen him leave this place. And he's just kind of like filling his his gullet with with food. He's kind of like speculating. Well, why do you think he's never left? Oh, I, mean, I don't really look too far into it. I just assume that you know he's got servants who kind of do everything for him. So he don't he don't want to leave here. He, he I, everybody says he's kind of paranoid. Man, he don't want to get played. Maybe he has a weird face. Well, that's not very nice. I'm, I'm not. You know I'm what? not saying he does. I'm saying maybe that's why he likes to stay inside. He's got a weird face. Uh, I, I have seen his face because oh, okay. you know sometimes when when he's going around, he's making his rounds and put his yeah. mask up. He's, he's good oh, looking. Theory to he, He's handsome. Yeah. Nah, it, it, I mean, he seems normal. Everybody met him. He, he'd been here, but, like, I, I just, I, I just never seen him outside. Anyway, there's some cool stuff upstairs. There's, there's three different, there's two, there's two different rooms upstairs that you can take part in. There's a game in one of them called Marquis Cup. And then in the other room, uh, you, you can get yourself inked. And he's just <laughs> chewing as he's talking. Well, I must thank you for your, your assistance tonight. And if you would like to stay by our side for this entire adventure. <laughs> because I could listen to that voice till the end of my days. But I understand and if you have other voices you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a mouthful of food and he says, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. I can't stay around. He's, I got I, I brought a lady and she's over there by the by the butt bell dancers. So did I'm going to go and I'm Did you want to bring your lady over so she can talk to us, too? 
Nah, she don't talk much. Does she not have the same voice as you? (laughs) Is it a regional dialect? We can fade to black, I think. (laughs) I just just love the performance, Ross. I just love it. That was so good. (laughs) It's just so specifically... on the first character. (laughs) It's so specifically Appalachian. It's just... It's it's making me homesick and I'm here. You know? First one that came out. Um, so as, as you're, uh, talking to, uh, what was his name? Hold on, I gave him a name. His name was Hoban. Of course um, it is. As you're talking to, he introduces himself as Hoban. Um, as you're talking to him, um, we'll say, uh, Willoughby, um, you are suddenly accosted. Just from behind, you are just, you're, you're, bumped into so hard that it, I mean, you you kind of knock into uh, you actually, you do, you knock into Davlin and, uh, Ooh. Davlin, go ahead and make um, go ahead and make a sleight of hand check. A sleight of hand check? Okay. Yeah. That is a 14. A 14, uh, you manage to hold on to your your food and your wine. Mm. But the majority of your wine spills out of your cup. Do I hear it hit um, the ground? Uh, yes, I suppose you. Okay. Would. <laughs> I um, your your cup feels lighter. Oh well, I spin around on whatever and try to like, scare the crap out of whatever is just bumped into me. It's like, hey, flex. And as you as you turn around, some guy. Uh, does the exact same thing. He turns around and he says, "Who the hell bumps into me?" Oh no! And he's he's swaying and he's got a big old goblet of wine and he's he's looking kind of cross-eyed and angry. Oh, was so that you? I think it was somebody else. Bumped into both of us. We should do a tag team. Take him out. <laughs> Uh, as as I hear the will say this, uh, Lotiria is going to use her mind link response, which is a Kalistar thing. Uh, I can use my mind link to speak telepathically to a creature, um, and I can use my action to let it speak back. Uh, must be within 30 feet, and I'm just going to try to telepathically tell it to, uh, I'm going to say... Uh, you should definitely just leave right now. You say that to the, to the, the yeah, gentleman? Yeah. Uh, the gentleman just, he he kind of, you see his eyes uh, from behind his cute little corgi mask <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of dart up and around. He says, who says that? And he, and he looks back at, at the will and he says, are you playing tricks on me? Are you playing tricks on me? I think... We need to be partners. Somebody's messing with you. We need to take him out. Don't you have to use the bathroom so bad right now? <laughs> Is there a, a saving throw for that? By any um, I didn't ask last time. You can get. I, I don't think so. I could like try to do a persuasion. Maybe I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Eleven. Eleven. Uh, you actually see um a little bit of piss drench his pants as he stands in Willoughby's face. Uh, So I guess he agreed with you. Um, And he says, uh, this guy, he says, listen here, pal. Yeah? 
My name is Pic- Piccolo Tropavino, and you, and he puts a finger on your chest, and he says, have insulted me. I take the finger and break it. Oh, <laughs> no Thank you. <laughs> Fucking shit. <laughs> Would you like all of us to roll or just the will? Uh, all of you. Alrighty. Uh, Lotiri. Uh, 23. 23, yeah, natural 20. Willoughby. 22. 22, okay. Devlin. 20. Damn. Jesus, All guys. Right. Get ready. Carousel. 20. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a natural 19. I got a 19 as well. Guys. Later, we're gonna, so impressive. we're gonna roll like ass at the final. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> yeah. Do your death save. Yeah, Piccolo... <laughs> yeah, drunk ass piccolo rolled a fifteen. So, we all right. So just start combat. Um, well, you did damage. So go ahead and do, I guess, like an unarmed strike on Piccolo because you broke his fucking finger. Okay. <laughs> we'll call that the surprise round. Okay. Um, that is an eighteen plus my strength, which is a plus three because it's just a. Um. Yeah, unarmed strike twenty three, and so that's one plus my strength. I think. Yeah, so just an arm, an arm strikes four points of damage. Excellent. Yeah. Alright, and now top of the round, Lotiri. Uh, Lotiri isn't going to... She's just going to kind of continue... This is still at the buffet line, is that right? We're still there? Uh, yes. She's going to continue down the buffet line, looking unfazed at this whole thing, but with the mind link that she still set up. She's very loudly in his head and almost with like a, a kind of an almost different voice. Just shout, you have angered the will. And that's just going to be her turn. <laughs> you hear as Piccolo roars in horror against his uh, for his broken finger. He says, I don't know what you're talking about, but I will not. <laughs> And that's that's all he says. Um, if that's your turn, Willoughby. Okay, what I do is I'm still holding on to his finger. I climb up onto the table and then just kind of do one of these, like lift his hand up in the air and just jump down and do a wrestling move where it flips him around and mm. break, hopefully hurts his finger some more. So okay. how, how would you like to... Tim will come uh, out of the God. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's an unarmed strike. The shade is going to slide him a chair. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I you're, think the, so. you're the typical DM. Unarmed strike. Um, I would weapon, do so. I would do grappling for this and just Oh yeah. Yeah, just because I have to kind of like make a like cuz I'm just holding onto his finger, but mm-hmm. as I didn't make a grapple. Okay, for you that. still have you still hold him. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And then you're coming down on him with that. So yeah, yeah. go ahead and do yeah. that. So the uh, um, opposed, so, this is p- opposed st- athletics. Strength check, athletics. Yeah. And it could, this could be his dexterity too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is an 18 for my athletics. Yeah, you beat his six. Okay. So what are you doing? To so him exactly? I just, I go up onto the table, still holding his finger and go, I am the will! And I jump off the table and just try to flip him around and basically throw him to the ground. And you do so. He is prone on the ground. Uh, and are you are you doing like a half Nelson situation yeah, yeah, with his yeah. finger like, behind uh, his back? Uh, he struggles and he says, Get the hell off of me. 
and he's he's clearly wasted, but like he still has some significant strength for for being a halfling in a corgi mask. Um, he looks cute though. <laughs> and if that's your turn, yes, Devlin. Uh, <laughs> hearing. Oh man, I think I've, I've got to change what I was going to do. Um, Devin was in, in a mood to try to just talk this out, but hearing the the fracas and the sound of bodies covered in piss hitting, hitting the, the floor. floor. Yeah, <laughs> he he let the bodies hit the floor. So what he's going to do is he's going <laughs> to sigh. Nothing wrong with me. And uh, put his uh, his food and wine down, and he's going to cast hold person. And I'm trying to decide. If he's going to cast it. <laughs> yeah. I think he's going to cast it on the will. He's going to cast hold person on the will. So, uh, okay. okay. So that's uh, a wisdom saving throw to beat 12. Okay. I only have a plus one. Um, and okay. That is an 11. Actually. Ooh. So the will is paralyzed. And, and with that, so, uh, the struggle stops, and the sound kind of like the the scuffle stops. You hear, uh, but you still hear Piccolo being saying like, "Get him off of me!" Uh, so, so with that, Davlin is going to say, "Will I expected you to handle yourself better in this scenario? This is not your arena. This is someone else's house." And that's going to be Davlin's turn. And of course, I can't respond. So. Hey, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it is Karasu's turn. All right, so um, Karasu's going to cast Darkness, which I'm flavoring as as that is actually the shade's full form. Is this like huge oh, orb of that. shadow just in, like just <sighs> envelops everyone? And while inside, if if this is cool with you, Ross, you can see this giant gray skull inside of the darkness. That's the only thing you can see, unless you can see in magical darkness. And this this skull is going to turn to Will and Piccolo and say, You are a guest in this house. Calm yourselves. And I want to try and intimidate them both. How big is the it's darkness? It's a 15 foot uh, sphere. Okay, great. Uh, you, you actually get a few other guests in the darkness too. So there's there's some screaming that happens around the the food table uh, as women are like, ah! and the the men are like, it gets better every year. Go ahead. Would I be intimidated by this because I think he's done this to me before? So, probably, times. probably. Um, go ahead and roll oh, sh- at advantage because I think that this is the, like the shade is still pretty scary. Right. Well, is this a what? How how what would I roll against his? Uh, well, he's rolling intimidation. I guess yeah, you don't really roll. Um, go ahead and roll uh, a bullshit Constitution <laughs> saving throw. <please. laughs> okay. Um, because it's not supposed to frighten oh, you. I don't. That's not, that's a condition. That would be a twenty-two. Uh, yeah, you're not intimidated, but Piccolo is also not because he got uh, I over twenty three in my that. check. I don't know if that if did you. I don't know if you wanted me to roll. Uh, yeah. Do you? Or does it well, say I mean, just like uh, intimidation? Like yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Roll the twenty three. It's the darkness roll, folks. This is the first time DM. This is <laughs> this is me panicking when I I'm, I'm unsure what to do. Hey, here. it's all good. Yeah, go ahead and roll the intimidation roll. 
This is a very specific thing. I wouldn't you know. You rolled for 23. You already said And that, I rolled right? a 23 again. <laughs> Just now. Great. Oh, <laughs> you're <laughs> shitting me. All right. So with the 23, uh, Piccolo is uh, drunk enough where he kind of has, you know, that drunk bravery because he rolled over 20 as well. But he's he just he manages to get out. Holy shit. Is that real? But like you could tell that he's like kind of worried about it. And he has stopped fighting Willoughby, at least to to keep his eyes on the skull. And while that's happening, uh, Karasu is is eating. (laughs) Great. Yes. At the end of your (laughs) turn. Oh, awesome. I'm kind of operating like they're so, kind of like, you know, like it's his turn, but the shade is kind of the one that does mm-hmm. all this stuff. Absolutely. That's so cool. Uh, so it is Piccolo's turn. And Willoughby, you're still held, correct? Um, I don't get to make a save until he releases me or if he releases me at any time or at the end of my turn, I can make another save. Okay, well... I don't hear Devlin speaking up, so it yeah. sounds like you're still I'm <laughs> staying there, man. Um, which means that Piccolo has at least some... He can't get to any weapons because you're still on top of him, but he can get his elbow back. Just He twists back, and, he, and he, his elbow heads for your face, mm-hmm. which um, you say that's a that's a that's typically a roll to hit yeah. plus strength. Plus strength, yeah. Great. Well, that's a 19 to hit. Okay. Um, and that is going to do... What is an unarmed st- for, for damage? It's not on... One you. plus your strength. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Then uh, that does three points of damage. Okay. And he kind of, with a multi-attack, kind of twists the other way, and his other elbow comes back. And that is... He has two a- attacks? He does. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And... Wait. Yes, yes, he does. Multi-attack. <laughs> um, with a 21 to hit. That hits. And he, that's another three points of damage. And he says, uh, from under you, he says, I can keep going, pal. Just get off me and you'll feel my wrath. But he's got a little <laughs> hiccup during that. Uh... And that will be the end of Piccolo's turn. Back to the top of the round, Lotiri. Is Lotiri in the darkness sphere? Uh, it looks like 5, 10, 15. You're right on the edge of it. Um, and are there other uh, partygoers around that I can see? Some partygoers have uh, have given... They, they saw the scuffle beginning and they kind of walked away, but some of the drunker guests are, are egging it on. They were egging it on until the, the darkness hit, and now they're like, Aw, come on, who turned it off? Gotcha. Uh, so my mind link went away because I can't see, or the creature can't see me. Um, so that's okay. gone. Um, but I'm just going to... Uh, I'll put the plate kind of down on the buffet table and just start clapping. Um trying to get the people around us hoping um, to believe that it's not real. Um, go ahead and make a performance check. Uh, that's a deception. Actually, deception or performance, up to you. Uh, it's a five either way. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, 
they they don't really believe you, mm-hmm. um, except for the ones that were like better every year. You know, some of them have been sold from the beginning, but uh, some of them are looking at you, and you're kind of making it worse. They're, you're like making them nervous by clapping, <laughs> like like wait, sh- sh- she's like definitely like trying to act like this is this is is this serious? They're <laughs> so starting to get getting that vibe. Concerned. She'll immediately stop clapping and uh, <laughs> just kind of not know what to do. Great. Then next, Willoughby. Um, nothing happens, and at the end of my turn, I make a cost. Uh, what was it? A wisdom, wisdom to be twelve. That's a twelve plus one, thirteen. All right. Hey, Willoughby, you are no longer paralyzed. Okay. Okay. The um, I have this little. I forgot to mention this during my description, but since I got into this fight, this. Out of my backpack, this little silver owl jumps out and hops into my shoulder. He's like, come on, Will, you can get up. You got to get up. You got to fight back. You got to fight back. And come on, you need to let him have it. Let him have it. And you just see the rage start to build in my face as my turn ends. Mm-hmm. Okay, new characters. <laughs> I like it. I'm hiccuping. I'm the drunk one. Um, <laughs> Devlin, your turn. This um, is my magic item that I... Fantastic. Cool. Yes, uh, I want to talk about that yeah. in a little bit. So we would have seen this owl before, probably, yes. in our last... It's my hype man. Oh, that's it. That's right. I remember reading that. Okay, so um, Davlin is going to sigh again and hobble over um, and take his action, I guess, to help Willoughby up to, to, to stand up and, like, pushing him away from the situation on the ground... Um, I'm going to allow it because it's just as dark for you as it always is. Yeah. So, oh, hey. You're, you're in your element right now. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. I'm fine, baby. Um, and and kind of positioning myself between Will and Piccolo, I'm going to reiterate to Will, and also speaking to the owl, this is no way to behave when we have been invited to a place like this. I need you to apologize and end this. And Piccolo from the floor... He's, he he hears it all, but he can't see anything. He says, yeah, go ahead and apologize. He's clearly in a mocking tone, but you can't see him. Uh, will you allow me to speak to him as a free action? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Make it short. So uh, Davlin's going to turn around and say, I'm not finished with you. You were just as in the wrong with this. <laughs> He's and the one that- who started it. With that, it is Karasu's turn. So Karasu's going to try and decide which hors d'oeuvre he wants. The shade is going to go, <laughs> I will end it. And he is going to chill touch Piccolo. He's on the ground, right? He's prone still? Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, yes. Yes. Supine. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to non-lethally do this. He's essentially just kind of like trying to drain his energy a little bit. And that is going to be a 19. Uh, yeah, that hits. Three points of damage. Great. And Piccolo, who's still on the ground, he, he it's dark, uh, and he's not very familiar with that kind of magic. And he says, nope, don't like that. <laughs> and he's just, it's kind of like pulling out. He feels like he might throw up. Thinks it's just the, the drink. Uh, and with that, it is Piccolo's turn. You know, he takes out his mace uh, and just takes a, a wild swing. Like, this dude is trashed. <laughs> takes a, a wild swing in the dark. Uh, and because Devlin was in between, 
him and uh, Willoughby will say he attacks Devlin at disadvantage here. Sure. In the dark. Mm, but that's an 18 to hit. That will hit. And that is gonna do... Not bad. Three points of bludgeoning damage. Alrighty. And then he's gonna swing it. He swings it one way, he swings it right back uh, at the same disadvantage. And that is uh, over 20 to hit. Yeah, that hits. And that's gonna do five points of bludgeoning damage. Nobody messes with my friend! Piccolo thinks he's hitting Willoughby. Uh, (laughs) So he's just, he's like, take that! And that! you to spill my wine and oh, man. that will be his turn Latiri I am Latiri is going to just wait for this all to be over she's not interested in getting involved at all right now and she's not going to go into the dark sphere um, that's kind of what's stopping her so she's just going that's... to kind of uh, she'll, she'll keep an eye out in the crowd and I guess just kind of watch for anybody getting too close to the sphere also. Um, as you stand there, um, there's uh, you know a crowd forming around this big sphere of darkness in the room because uh, a lot of people thought think it's a show. Um, but there's one uh, seemingly human um gentleman wearing a monkey mask and he he comes up to you and he says hey are you part of this you part of this crew Uh, (laughs) it's the huh all right (laughs) (laughs) oh man Uh, i'm funny (laughs) lotiri will say they're going much further than they were supposed to. Still trying to kind of lean into the, this is an act! <laughs> well, uh, it, the, the gentleman leans in uh, and he says, yeah, well, I'd, I'd cut it out! And he kind of like motions his head up uh, to the balcony. Um, and as you look up the balcony, looking down is uh, an important looking uh elf with a black goatee just watching mm. over the balcony, kind of surveying. Uh, his mask sits on top of his head. Um, am I able to still move and talk, or is that kind of my six seconds? Uh, you never used your movement yet, so we'll say, I mean, yeah, you, if you move while you talk, feel cool. free. If I then, I don't know how close I am to this sphere, but if I could like stick my head in and just be like, wrap this up somehow <laughs> kind of loud uh, and then I'll stick my Fantastic. head back out uh, you all hear that disembodied voice as Lotiri's uh, urging you to come to a conclusion Willoughby it is your turn okay I the hype man Al the Al's like come on you can do it you can beat him up you can beat him up and I'm like my face is just getting red but nobody can see it in the darkness and I'm kind of really upset because nobody can see me fighting like this darkness has just ruined <laughs> any kind of fun for yeah me. you're out of your element Mr. Gladiator yeah. so I excuse me leave the darkness come uh, like come out 10 feet 
turn around and ready in action to punch him in the face when he comes out of the darkness. Great. I don't rage yet. Okay. Devlin. Um, so the first thing Devlin's going to do is the staff that he uses to walk on is also his quarter staff because he's a gnome. He's three feet tall, so it doubles as, as that purpose. I love it. So the first thing he's going to do is he's going to attack Piccolo with the quarter staff and kind of a, like just stomping it on his foot kind of action since he's standing okay. up. So that is going to be an 18 to hit. That will hit. All right. And that's one-handed, so that's just going to do four points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then he's going to um, hold the quarterstaff up to the dude's neck and say, In a second, this darkness is going to go away, and when it does, you will compose yourself and not cause any more trouble. Do we have an understanding? And he's... He let out this giant, like, ow! When you hit him uh, on the foot, and he's he feels the, the quarterstaff come to his, his chin, and he's just kind of like... Yeah, I hear you, pal. I hear you. He's just kind of like his his speech is getting a little more slurred as he uh, as he speaks to you, but he is uh, he he does recognize that you're talking to him at least. Good lad. And he's sta- standing still. He's you're you're balancing him on the on the quarter staff. Oh yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so hearing hearing that uh, seems like they've reached an agreement. Next to uh, next to him, the the shade is going to pull the darkness back and retreat it back into Karasu, so dispelling the darkness. Uh, if the darkness goes away, Ron, does your held action? I'm go ten off? feet away. He has to come at me before I. Go. Okay, yeah. it was you were waiting for him to charge you. Yeah. Um, what All I'm right. doing is I'm doing you know those like wrestlers who like they're building up a person's kind of down and ready to get attacked and I'm waiting to do my fight my finisher move and I'm just mm-hmm. kind of like stomping and getting the audience with me and I'm like yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I'm trying to get them to clap along and I'm just like stomping waiting for them to come at me. You gotta charge up your your finisher meter. Yeah. On the video game. <laughs> Limit break. Um, Karasu drops the darkness, uh, and all of you who were in the dark see a crowd, a circular crowd has, has kind of formed around, uh, where the darkness was. Um, but you see Piccolo balanced on the edge of, of Devlin's quarterstaff and his eyes are shut and he's still kind of mumbling like, yeah, I hear you, I hear what you're saying. And it is Piccolo's turn and Piccolo... Uh, without much warning, kind of just falls off the side of the quarterstaff and kind of just drops to the floor. Uh, still breathing, but unconscious for a second, and then... <laughs> I mean, he doesn't look comfortable at all, but he's that was dead like, That was like an ASMR snore. That was good. I was like, right. I, was like I felt that it. Was- My hype <laughs> man, Al, the Al um, goes, well, that was a waste of time. And he crawls back into my backpack. I'm going back to sleep. And everybody around the circle is is kind of like confused a little bit, like a little uh, like what I mean. That was anticlimactic. Was she, yeah, um, I thought it was going to be better than I that. I run over and cover him for a pin. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and uh, one of the 
drunker guests does like a, a baseball slide into <laughs> first base and he goes one two three and, and everybody like the the crowd kind of like it's like an awkward <laughs> uh, kind of clap but then you hear this coming down the stairs and as you look uh, a gentleman who is dressed in opulent robes of red. This tall elven man, uh, he has this perfectly coiffed black hair, his goatee uh, a little streaked with gray, but he's, he's coming down the stairs, clapping slowly with a big smile on his face, and his mask is above his head. Um, his mask has three faces on it, uh, horror, joy, and uh, sadness. And But he's coming down, he's staring right at you all, and he says, Well done, fantastic performance. And he gets to the bottom of the stairs. And as he reaches the bottom, the crowd is, is starting to follow along. They, they, you hear whispers of, Prospero, that's the word, Marky, Marky. It's the Prospero. And, so every, but, and sooner or later, everybody's all clapping um, I with flex. Prospero. And yeah, some of the fans that recognized you there, they're doing the flex with you. They're doing like the, the signature will yeah. flex. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys are dabbing. Hey, when you were in the darkness, so you couldn't see me. It's a John Cena. It's what? a John Cena. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I'll edit out the silence there. So... <laughs> Keep it in, man. That's funny. Yeah, you can do that. So Prospero, uh, he advances. Hold on, let's find. Let's put Prospero on the map. Someone put that guy on the map. <laughs> he's earned it. Acha <laughs> So Prospero comes and he's he he kind of puts hands up uh, to the crowd um, and he says, "Welcome to my wonderful party." I see that you. Have received my invitation. Nice to meet you, Prospero. And he holds out a hand. He says, "The pleasure is mine. I am sure." He says to the the, the party, uh, the circle of party members. He says, "Ladies and gentlemen, Ladies? these folks right here are the brave adventurers who defended the kingdom from usurpers." Can we get an applause, please? And he tries to get the. The, the crowd and the crowd applauses and they're like yeah and you hear yeah, over the applause um, a lot of fans and um, as Prosper raises his hands it began again and he says I'm so delighted that you came to my party you are enjoying the festivities I'm sure I see that you've already gotten yourself into a little bit of trouble and he starts to laugh a little bit yes that is what good food and wine will create thank you very much uh, yes, unfortunately, and he gives a clap, clap, and two masked servants in the same mask come up and they pick up Piccolo's body and drag him uh, out the front door. And they say, unfortunately, some some guests cannot handle uh, their alcohol, and uh, it is unfortunate, but it is the price of fun. That's Am I right? That's the problem with having <laughs> an open <laughs> bar, you know. <laughs> uh, I, Yes, you are right, but I like to treat my guests well. And he flashes a very charismatic smile. Um, he says, um, So is there anything that I can do to make your party experience more comfortable? 
Well, I don't wish to speak for the rest of my party, but I would like to forget that this fracas happened. Uh, we, we are sort of uh, recovering from our last encounter, and I would like to spend the night dancing and, and mingling and uh, not throwing hands. As he uh, kind of, he obviously he can't see where the will is, but he's going to kind of toss that in the direction of where he <laughs> heard the footsteps go. Prospero uh, advances on you, puts his hand on your shoulder. Mm. As he does, you smell an air of of perfume, uh, kind of almost incensey. Uh, and he says, "My friend, consider it forgotten. You are my guests tonight, and you have already dealt with a problem uh, with my party, and you have perhaps saved my party. Consider yourselves my honored guests. Please go up, have uh, get yourself a complimentary tattoo, or play a game of Marquis's of the Marquis's Cup. I'm reading it like it's not Italian, <laughs> uh, but but uh, please, above all, I do wish that you enjoy yourselves. Devil's gonna put a hand on the hand on his shoulder and say, "Thank you, my friend. We will do just that." And uh, Prospero gives kind of a curt nod. He says, "If there is nothing else." And he puts the hat, uh, the mask down in front of his face, and he says, "Enjoy." And he walks away and starts mingling uh, with with some other guests across the room. And the party, the the circle, kind of disperses a little bit. Um, and as he does, as he says, "Enjoy," you hear um, the clock, uh, the 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 clock tower from the square. It chimes. Uh, not a specific number for the it just it just chimes uh seems to chime every half hour uh you've been here about maybe 30 45 minutes at this point um but the room is yours yeah hey, uh, i think we should get inked you know it'd be fun well my body is my brand i don't know if i want to like you know can i do the the, the chest muscle jiggle? put it on your butt cheeks <laughs> my skin <laughs> does not take well to things like that. Maybe the Will and I will go play this game that everybody's talking about. I hope it's gambling. I'd like to gamble. Well, what do you think, Davlin? I, I mean, uh... No, you do. What do you... Well, I have no need for, uh, ink, inked in... Uh, ooh, inked <laughs> adornments on my person, but if you would like to go, I will accompany you. That is, if Karasu himself wishes to get a tattoo. Pause as everyone looks at Karasu. Just he'll just shrug. I'm gonna take that as a yes. Can they even tattoo feathers? Are they gonna have to pluck you? I don't know how that works. <laughs> yes, it might not be the best idea, Karasu. Two pains for the price of one. We are to party tonight. Uh, Lotiri is going to do her mind link to Karasu and just ask how how are you doing. You kind of sense this uh, this this feeling of of uh, boredom <laughs> and and kind of malaise. Okay, then she won't. She n- nobody knows that that happened. So you all head upstairs. Yeah. Yes, I believe we do. Sorry, Zach. Say, you kind of see you see Karasu just kind of look at. Lotiri and just kind of give this kind of it is what it is kind of look as much as a bird can give a look like that <laughs> she'll clock that but uh, that's about it 
Uh, so you go upstairs, and there are there's people mingling about up here, various masks of various animals, um, and there are there are three separate. You come right up to a room. There's a room on your far right, and there's a room on your far left, and in between them are like little aisles to you know windows that you can see the lagoon out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's still very opulent. You can hear the music spilling from under the balcony. Um, the the door is open in the middle room, and you see uh, one. Uh, crimson tiefling woman standing in there, uh, sitting on the other side of, uh, against Jesus Christ, sitting at a table, and on the other side there are several other chairs, um, one at her table, and then a couple other like waiting, like luxurious, lazy boys, uh, and then on the far right the door is also open, and you hear uh, laughter and clinking of goblets and and frivolity coming from that room. The room on your far left is shut. Um, which one was the gambling? The tattoo's in the middle, right? Uh, yes, the tattoo is in the middle, and you hear ruckus to the right. Hmm. Terry, should we go gamble our lives away? We shall go. Let's do it. Great. So, um, I also, when I walk by the open door, I kind of wave at the tiefling woman, and, like give her a little like flirtatious grin. She waves back, very just nonchalant. But you know, she she's polite. She she doesn't have any customers right now, but she's she's she looks comfortable. Just you know, whoever comes in. Uh, so Latiri and Willoughby head to the far right, and as you walk in. Uh, there is a large uh, circular rug, and that's really the only thing in this room. There's, well, there's a fireplace on the uh, east wall, but and on this rug is a circle of partygoers. One, two, three, four, five. There are six partygoers uh, around the circle playing with uh, cards, and there is a. Everybody has their own cup, uh, and then there's a cup in the middle as well. Uh, that's very ornate, very nice looking. Um, and as you guys walk in, the whole party goes. Ah! It seems to be what they—that's they all know that that's their what they do when someone new walks in. Latori is very um, caught off guard again. Like her appearance usually puts people at odds, and people don't typically uh, welcome a, a blood hunter into places. So she's pretty out of her element in this party. I say the party has arrived. Do you take a seat, Willoughby? I do. Willoughby sits down. Latiri, you're uh, she. Latiri's feeling awkward in in the in the doorway, uh, and a, a halfling with a mouse mask comes up to her, uh, takes uh, her good hand, and she's drunk. And she says, "You have to play this game. It's called Marchie's Cup. It's so fun." <laughs> and she she takes your hand and she like drags you uh, toward the circle. Oh my god! And she says. You have to sit, sit. <laughs> and she kind of like pulls you down as she I'll sits. Sit, I'll sit. Oh. Besties. Um, around, around the circle are uh, just several masks. You can't really tell like who everybody is, obviously, but there's a mouse, a bunny, a crab, a moon, a crocodile, and a skull around, uh, around the game. And uh, they're all uh, drawing cards from, from the top of a deck in the middle, uh, and they're all doing things. Like, one time, the, they all 
uh, raise their hands. Uh, another time, just the who you assume is our males drink. Another time, it's just females. <laughs> uh, another time, they do this one where where they all drink at the same time, and you can't stop till the person before. So they're playing King's Cup. It's called Marquis Cup. <laughs> yeah, so it's my favorite um, drinking game. <laughs> yes, you don't. Your characters no, don't know this game, uh, but it is. It, there are the rules in the modular King's Cup. I love that. <laughs> Before we get into that, um, Davlin and Karasu, what are you guys doing? You guys head into the other room. Walk in. I, I feel. Yeah, I, if uh, Karasu walks in, then Davlin will be behind him. We're splitting the party. One room apart, and this is all the further you're allowed to get from each other. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, my, for my first to yeah, man. he's done. <laughs> you got to take a gondola ride for that bitch, and I ain't making an NPC that'll take you. Um, so as you as you walk into this room, this woman, uh, this um, she's a, a red tiefling with black. Uh, ram horns. Her mask isn't of anything specifically, but it's bejeweled. It's very, uh, the light shines off of it from, uh, from the the moonlight coming through the window. And she says, oh, new customers. She says, please, please come in. What can I do for you? She says, my name is Zuzu. I am the Marquis annual tattooist. I come every year and it's a pleasure to be here. What can I do for you? Well, Zuzu, it is very nice to meet you. My name is Davlin, and this is my friend Karasu, whom I believe... Oh, be who I believe. Uh, would like to get a tattoo. Karasu, is that correct? Or are you being uh, told you need a tattoo? The Shade pops mm-hmm. out and says, Hello, Zuzu, my name is The Shade. You can call me The Shade. Uh, I just suggested that Karasu get a tattoo. Uh, yeah. You know, just what, what, what do you got? Do you have like a list? Do you have like a piece of paper? What do you got? You got like artwork on the wall? What's going on? Uh, she says, well, I, I, I do have a policy that uh, I, I, I don't allow others to consent oh, yeah, 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 for their yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you understand yeah. a lot of people come oh, in yeah, here drunk. Yeah. And so uh, and she looks to the Kenku who hasn't spoken a word. And she says, um, I'm, do you do you consent as as the uh, shade? Is it as, as the shade says? Karasu just looks at the shade, looks at Zuz- Zuzu, and shrugs, nods. And with the nod, she says, "Okay." And she pulls out this small, not the small little like menu, I guess. It like opens up, and it's like two or three pages of of pictures, and uh, a lot of them are uh, <clears throat> a lot of them are. Mm, animals and and various just like fun shapes nothing too like politicized not not many religious symbols not that's not getting crazy uh but (laughs) right she's she's pretty casual she's uh she says i can do any of these for you uh you see a scorpion and you see uh a, a rabbits like the a rabbit's ass like the button bunny tail you know like fun oh, yeah. little animal <laughs> tattoos uh you see she points one out and she points at one that's uh two masks on it she says this is prospero's symbol uh, a lot of people come in here asking for that but i'm actually not allowed to tattoo that so uh, you won't get that. But uh, how about this nice Kermit the Frog? Do you not, do you not have a Sorry, do you not like, have a <clears throat> Family Guy reference? <laughs> only God can judge me. I'm kidding. Shade, be I'm nice. Kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, Karasu's gonna. But I do have a question. 
Who is Kermit the Frog? It's a great and warrior. She she just kind of throws it off, and she's a, a cousin of mine. Don't worry. About well, it. tell him I said hello. Karasi's <laughs> gonna point um, and so to she... his eye, and then point to his hand. Oh, and she kind of gives him an inquisitive look. Um, she says, uh, you, and she looks at her own hands and she says, I, 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 I see, uh, I'm and sorry. going to lean in and, and kind of, you know, uh, exaggerate his pointing at his eye and then kind of do like a drawing motion on his hand. Uh, and she says, oh, oh, and she, she says, the uh, you speak of you speak of the eye symbol the the uh, the aurium yes he just nods and uh, she says yes I I I can I can put that on your wrist if you if you'd like uh, is that um hold on I want to get to the yes. Uh, she says, I'm, I'm sorry, but do, do, do you know what it means? Just silence from him. And she looks to Devlin, who doesn't see her looking at him. Um, <clears throat> and she says, well, the, the symbol of the eye, uh, it's the symbol of the Aureum, the celestial creatures from the heavenly realms. They're mortal enemies of the demons that we call the Malum Animus. And, you know, she's kind of telling the story as if, like, she she kind of like expects you to know already and she says and once you know you you have not heard of this uh, she says the angels and demons have been waging war for centuries so we Ibridians have have lived for many years in the shadow of their conflict but the the symbol of the eye is the symbol of the celestials are you are you of the Aurium and she looks at Karasu he just stares back at her doesn't say a word Davlin's gonna uh, say, Karasu, this sounds like quite a weighty choice. Are you sure this is the decision you would like to make? Nods. And as Kenku, uh, uh, Kenku, as Karasu uh, nods with that, we cut back to Marquis' cup. Yes! It's, uh, uh, it is the, the, Willoughby has sat down in between uh, the moon and the crocodile, and it has gotten around to the crocodile's turn, and uh, he he pulls. Let's say he pulls an eight. So the crocodile he he leans over and he he kind of like tickles. He's a little drunk and he tickles tickles the skull next to him and he says, "Pick a mate." <laughs> and they both they both kind of pick up their drinks together. They link arms and they drink at the same time. Um, and it goes. It is now Willoughby's turn. Okay. And as you go to pick up uh, a card, the woman next to you, the moon, kind of gives you a nudge, uh, like a sharp nudge. What is everybody uh, to, bumping into me to diet? And everybody else, you know, they're all drinking. They're all social drinking is encouraged in this game. And she, uh, she kind of leans. She kind of like looks at the at the cup in the middle. Looks at your cup. Looks at you and just kind of gives you like a, a small shake of her head. She's trying to be coy. Oh, 
Oh. Not, I suppose maybe coy is not the word. She's trying to be nonchalant. Nonchalant, yeah. It's like, oh. So look at my glass. I, I, I look at the, the, the cup. I'm trying to like, is there anything weird about the cup that's in the center? No, the cup in the center is actually empty. It, it looks more ceremonial. It looks like something that just kind of sits in the center of this game, but everybody has their own cups. But she, uh, as as you make, uh, looking at the two cups, she leans in and she says, I would to drink the wine if I were you. It kind of gives you the high eyebrows. Oh, I have to be, I have to be completely sober if I'm going to perform later, so, you know, I I, I don't drink. I'm, I'm just completely faking it. Go ahead and make a perception check. Okay. Ooh, I rolled a 16, but I gotta check to see what my perception... Plus one. 17. Uh... You notice that she is wearing uh, an amulet that dangles down uh, in front of her her, uh, dress, and it is an eye. Very similar Mm -hmm. to that of Kara's tattoo. Do I see that? Does Lotiri see that? Uh, No, you're being chatted up by the mouse. That's an interesting symbol, right, you've got there. Um, You... I might want to get that tattooed on me. Do you, what kind of symbol is that? And she looks down and she says, Oh, I'm afraid you will not be able to get this tattooed here. And she kind of gives you like a stern look. Uh, and she says, it, it is a symbol that carries much weight with my people. And she's kind of looking around, choosing her words carefully. Uh, who does she look, look at specifically when she does that? Uh, she really, she goes around the whole circle. It's almost as if she trusts no one. Got it. Okay. Um, I kind of yawn and I'd be like, I think I've got some friends to go meet out at the party. Um, if you want to come with me, I I love your company. If you'd like to attend. However, there's a rumor that my rival, the great rock spelled R O C the beast of the (laughs) North will be attending the party. And I must, confront him and defeat him. Are you able to perceive what he is preparing? <laughs> uh, Lotiri's gonna use her mind link on the will and ask uh, what's going on. Uh, She's probably back. done this before to the whole yeah, party, yeah. so they shouldn't be too surprised. Um, um, you hear back, it's a uh, there's something weird going on. I need to get this woman out of this room so I can talk to her. And Latiri, as you're speaking to him, the the mouse <laughs> is like, "Oh my god, did you hear about that bird guy that died out in the square? That's so sad." Yeah. When she's when like a little overwhelmed, uh, she was like, "Um, I think it was like a month ago." She was like, "She says Prospero had a party, and I just." She was like, I was on my way out and I passed it and there was people all around and I couldn't really see but I saw him and he was dead and he looked kind of familiar and I'm just I keep having nightmares about it. As she like takes a big slug of her of her goblet. Do you party uh, here often? How what these Prospero parties do they happen often? And she says, Oh my God, Prospero's my uncle. Uh, so <laughs> and she. 
she's she kind of like wears that with like pride. She kind of sits up a little taller when she says that, and she says he has these like every couple months, I guess, um, like maybe like three a year. Um, but he just had one last last month for his birthday. Oh. <laughs> and um, she's she's getting a little like woozy as well uh, as as you're having this conversation. She's getting a little more uh, mumbly. And, uh, with that, everybody make a perception check. I'm trying, still trying to get hey. the woman to, to go with me out of the room. Cool. Natural 20. Is this, no, uh, based on sight? Yeah. Based on, uh, sound, actually. Oh, cool. Advantage. 10 for me. 17 for Lotiri. That's a 21, fams. Oh, great. Uh, Willoughby, you you hear it, but you don't, you know, you don't tune into I'm, it necessarily. I'm more focused uh, on trying to get what's going on here with the woman. Yeah. So uh, everybody hears the clock chime, the clock tower chime again. And uh, there is a, a seemingly there's a change to your demeanor, it feels like. And you feel uh, everybody feels like kind of like a sense of of warmth and uh, almost power that has come into them at this very moment. And uh, from wherever you are, Karasu, you have plus one to Arcana. You have disadvantage on strength checks. Okay. And once a day, you can detect the presence and location of a spellcaster of any alignment. Ooh, okay. Davlin, plus one to perception. Yeah disadvantage on all intelligence checks and once a day you can give yourself or an ally plus five to intimidation for one hour awesome will okay plus one to intimidation nice disadvantage on charisma checks (laughs) okay and once a day you can consume a poisoned food or drink to no effect nice and lotiri Plus one to investigation. Sweet. Disadvantage on constitution checks. And once a day, you can immediately determine an enemy's weakness. Man, we better go solve some some arcana stuff. Thanks for listening to part one of Masks and Monsters by Ashley Warren. Lotiri was played by Josh Elgison. The Will by Ron Murphy. Karasu by Zachary Burrell, Davlin by Paul Gary, and Ross Griffin was our DM. Original theme song by Ron Murphy. We'd like to thank Monument Studios, DMs Guild, and Epidemic Sound. Masks and Monsters will be resolved in part two. Thanks for listening, and stay frosty! If the last two years have taught me anything, other than the fact that I'm never actually going to make sourdough bread at home, it's that human beings thrive in communities of like-minded people. We may not be able to see the people we care about every day, but the internet has ways to bridge the gap. 
That's why I'm inviting you to join the Severed Sons Discord, where members of our awesome community talk about whatever's on their minds. Anime, video games, art, theater, D&D, of course, and very serious channels like Zach's Saggy Curtain and Josh's Squeaky Chair. I'm tearing up already. The Severed Sons Discord is a way for all of us to connect in a time when Zoom calls are tough to schedule, but apps are easy to open. You can find a link to our Discord in the link tree in our Twitter bio. We hope to see you in the server. Until then, stay frosty. Stay frosty.